time alone with Jesus is so important. I didn't know that you could get married and just have a whole lot uh -huh. of dang fun. When you nurture your marriage, the butterflies, they come back. Men are designed to be givers and women are designed to receive. The woman was the creation finale. We suffer more often in imagination than in reality, Seneca. Disappointment is sadness or displeasure caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes or expectations. We were in our early years of marriage. My husband finally had his first job as a dentist working for a big dental company about 45 minutes from our apartment. Excited to hear about, hear about his day over a hot meal prepared for two, I checked the driveway every few minutes, but the dinner hour came and went. It was getting late. No matter how many times I checked the clock or peeked out the window, it did not make him appear. Disappointed and frustrated, I finally took my homemade offering off the burner because if he wasn't going to come home to eat it at a decent hour, well, I was not gonna stay up and wait for him. My imagination had run away with scenarios of him stopping for dinner with a friend after work or just dilly-dallying around the office because he loved it there, both of which were ridiculously far from the truth. Finally, when he practically stumbled through the door starving after a 12-hour day, he was so disappointed dinner was cold and I was not anticipating him. Suddenly, I felt terrible. I realized my one-sided, distorted perspective was feeding my personal disappointment and frustration. It was all about what I wanted, when I wanted it, and how I wanted it. That's called being a control freak. I realized he was not late on purpose. He was late because life was doing what life does. It interrupts, reroutes, slows us down. And the only way to have mental sanity is to understand that we cannot perfectly control the events in a day. Rarely does a day go exactly as planned. If events always went exactly as planned, we might not feel like we need the help of a heavenly father or even the help of a spouse. These reroutes, detours, and interruptions are the normal way of life. Regardless of what the reroute is, however, our perspective towards disappointment around failed plans matters. Looking back at that night, I was thinking more of myself than of him. I wanted the satisfaction of seeing my husband enjoy the meal at the hour I deemed dinner hour. It was about me and my feelings, not about how I could refuel him after an arduous day in the world. I was disappointed because he was not fulfilling my desire of being where I wanted him at the exact time I expected him, eating the meal I made for him. We live in the outskirts of the Houston Metroplex, and his office at the time was about 45 minutes without traffic from our apartment, so my expectation was actually ridiculous considering Houston traffic, but it was still big and present. My perspective about his lateness fed my disappointment. I made it all about me. I didn't consider how long and hard his day probably had been. I didn't put myself in his shoes until he walked through the door and I saw his disheveled hair and expression. I had allowed my imagination to run away. I've learned that most of my suffering is created in my head and not actually in real life. The whole point of having a person, a spouse, is to be in a partnership of companionship. A couple is a team. They take turns hitting the balls and running the bases. A spouse is to be a soft place to land after a hard day of work. I am ashamed to say I was more of a bed of nails to my husband that night. If I had truly been caring about him and thinking of him, I would have kept the dinner warm and made a beautiful place setting for him. But my immaturity reigned and the lesson has not left me. Thankfully, I have had thousands of nights since then to love him better. Little disappointments are a part of life. How we process them will shape our character and build up or tear down our relationships. Marriage is where we have the opportunity to live out faithfulness regardless of the difficulties and disappointments life throws at us. 
Marriage is so much richer now that I've taken the responsibility of happiness off of my husband. My husband is not responsible for my happiness. My circumstances do not determine my happiness. I cannot control my husband or life's daily circumstances, but I can control my response to life's disappointments and not make my husband the enemy, but remember that he's my partner. Deep contentment and joy that bubbles from within has proven to come from serving the Lord within my marriage. Serving my husband and children in obedience to the Lord, not out of patriarchal sense of duty, but out of an overwhelming love for Jesus, has proven to be the secret sauce for deep contentment in my soul, regardless of what we are facing circumstantially. Treating my husband the way I want to be treated has helped me be kind and less demanding. The Lord gently showed me that every time I would try to make my husband pay, I was actually hurting myself, not just him. We are one. If he gets hurt, then so do I. If he is strong and healthy emotionally, then I too am stronger and healthier emotionally. Keeping in mind our oneness helps me make decisions that will strengthen our marriage and benefit our entire family. A strong marriage is a beautiful gift to give to children and grandchildren. It's becoming rarer and rarer, but if you ask the Lord for instruction, he will gently guide you, my friend. It's the little acts of kindness performed over and over that act as a balm to life's disappointments. Acts of kindness, like the way I pull back the covers on both sides of the bed at night for both of us, speak to my husband. There was a time I only threw the pillows off the bed on my side. When I learned that hurt his feelings, I changed. Pulling back the covers for both of us says to him, I love you. I want you. I'm glad we share a bed. And it's such a simple little thing. Making his lunch with the little protein snacks he enjoys tells him I care about him. It's of little consequence to my day, but it speaks loudly of kindness to him. One dark, lonely night in our early years, I sat in my prayer chair, tears streaming down my face, crying out to God about a disagreement my husband and I had been locked in for quite some time. I prayed, Lord, Don't you see this? Don't you see how wrong he is? Won't you do something? Don't you care? Where are you? When I stopped my crying long enough to listen, God was faithful to answer me in his still, small voice. In the quietness of my heart, he tenderly said, What if I called you to stay faithful to him and love your husband unconditionally during this time? Whether he changes his mind or not, would you do that for me? What if I want to love him and draw him to me through you. Would you show him how much I love him, even when he is not deserving? Would you do that for me? Would you serve me by serving him when you can't see me working in his heart? Would you do that for me? Yes, Lord, I will. I will do anything for you. I will be kind. I will be a peacemaker. I will do my best with our meals and in our home for you because I love you. I will do it with a happy heart and a whole heart for you. But honestly, Lord, I'm too stinking mad to do it for him. So let it be known that I am being nice to that man for you and not for him. Maybe not the best initial attitude, but through serving the Lord by staying faithful to my marriage and family, the Lord worked a tenderness and true love in my heart for the man who once felt like my enemy. Following hard after God's wisdom changed my heart and opened my eyes to a bigger, broader vision of leaving a legacy of God's faithfulness for our children. We build a legacy of faith by remaining faithful 
with the help of the Lord. He knows we will fail. He is there to pick us up, dust us off, and set us back on our feet. Serving my husband as an act of worship for the Lord is one of my favorite ways to worship the Lord. If I served my husband for the sake of my husband, then there would be huge chunks of days in the week where I would not do it because we weren't seeing eye to eye on something. It's a relief not to have to do it for my husband, since he does frustrate me sometimes. But do it for the Lord? Yes, every day. I will, Lord, and I will do it with a happy heart and a wholehearted attitude. My husband and I think very differently, and we respond to situations in polar opposite ways. I used to think he was just being ornery, but he is simply wired to see situations from another angle. After being married to him for years, I know not to take this personally, but to see it as a benefit. We have different blind spots. So if we put our perspectives together, we can see a situation with greater clarity together. I seek to understand his perspective versus judging his motives hard and fast and slamming down my gavel of judgment against him like I used to. I used to think he was just being difficult, but he is actually wired differently. Wisdom grows a partnership. It takes time. It takes time to build a strong, complementary companionship in a marriage. Wisdom and time bring healing and depth. Having been married for 34 years, I can speak of God's faithfulness and wisdom. God will do the work if we let him. The relationship of understanding and mutual respect and love that my husband and I have together is definitely not because we did it our way. Feeling disappointed and like you want to quit does not mean that you should. Seek the Lord for sympathy and understanding. Seek the Lord for direction. Worship the Lord by serving your husband and kids. Let God worry about the fruit and the end result. Just stay faithful to the Lord in what he has called you to do. Sometimes life throws us curveballs we don't expect. If you are living what feels like to be a broken life full of wrecked relationships, hang on. God's favorite thing to do is redeem and restore. Restoration happens to be his specialty. He loves you. He wants you. He's for you. Listen for him and he will guide you. Hang on, my friend, and give the Lord all your disappointments. He can hold them. Something I'm loving. Okay, my husband and I have a nighttime ritual that I just adore, and he does too. Um, I make two piping hot golden turmeric drinks for us. I mean, they're really small, but I serve them in these little bitty china teacups. And it's just the ritual and the habit of it, I think, that we both enjoy. It sort of signals, now we're moving into our time. This is our alone time. It's time for bed. Um, The drink is super yummy, and it has so many health benefits. But it's not just the health benefits that we enjoy. It's the ritual of doing it and having it at that time of day um, just for the two of us and in the way that it is served in our bedroom in China. So that's super special. But I will tell you that when, if we miss a night, my husband will tell me after he exercises that he can notice a difference. He notices that the golden turmeric helps his joint recovery. He works out so hard every single day, like miles and miles. I don't know what he does, but he does a lot outside. I notice that when I drink it, I sleep deeper. So anyway, it's phenomenal. I did a whole Wellness Wednesday on it. If you missed episode 37, go back and find episode 37 so you can hear all about the benefits of golden turmeric because there are so many, 
so many benefits. So anyway, that is what I am loving right now. Thank you for joining me, my friend, and meet me back here next week in this space. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm Terry Bonin on Instagram. I'm Terry Bonin on Facebook and oh, Terry Bonin on Spotify. <laughs> I happen to be me everywhere I go. And that's a good thing.